Uh. Yeah, right back, right back. Yeah, I'm coming right back, right back, right back. Yeah, I'm coming right back. They want me to stop, so I'm coming right back. Yeah, I'm coming right uh, back. Almost at the top, so I'm coming right back. Yeah, I'm coming yeah. right back. I want to take a break, but I can't. I want to renew my vows in the bank. They say they happy for you, but they ain't. My mama would say, boy, tell them thanks. It's a celebration when we link. Tell them gone, drop the ice cubes in my drink. In the car with the seatbelt on, but the straps on me, not a restraint. Keep the money coming like the complaints. Ten toes out the elbows from the ground with it like I'm doing a plank. No limit, I belong in the tank. Responsibility, it come with the rank. Behind bars, I've been locked in like I'm locked in and I'm holding a shank. I'll fall out before I fall off. You better off waiting on me to faint. Yeah, I'm an artist, but if I had to spray something, believe me, it ain't gonna be paint. Walking this bitch like a saint, and I'm walking in the saints. Try to play me like a prank, pistol on my right flank. I gave you mother, but twist, now I got a feeling the blank. Damn, they already knowin' what we on. I'm coming back like a rerun. They only wanna see you win when they involved. Nigga, shout out to Dion. We love and hate, it's a fine line. They talk about you on their timeline. They say the business is personal. Shit, that's why I just mind mine. I'm in the lab like Einstein, trying to run this shit back like I'm prime time. Everybody wanna elevate till they find out that it's a mountain climb. Spin the block till the ops gone. Circle back when the cops gone. Can't believe niggas really dying over blocks down on a block on. Yeah. I'm from a different world, I'ma be the Wayne Wayne How the fuck you got it out the mud, but you disappeared when the rain came Get the money, duck the chain game, really we both want the same thing These AR clips like J.R. Smith, yeah, make a nigga change games Every time I hit the target, I switch the goals, yeah, that's how my What up, what up? What's up? You know what it is Stones back for another episode What's this episode number two officially? Number two. Look, I'm on mute. I'm talking to myself. I think I'm talking to y'all. What's up, fellas? Man, ain't shit. Yeah, we ain't back. Man. Episode two. Big Zig and Stones. Say what, Jit? Big Big Shoulder Night, man. Hey, man, it's some heavy hitters, man. We got some heavy hitters. We already got twelve watchers, so we don't want to don't want to keep them waiting, man. So, um, you know, last week we kicked off. You know, we gave y'all some announcements. You know, jumped out the gates. Addressing stuff from uh, the sampler, uh, <laughs> been, been a lot of good stuff and a lot of talk about what's going on in Coldwater and around uh, the general area. But um, you know, um, one of our, I would say, uh, spectators from last week. Ironically, we got him on this this week, uh, Rayshawn Esther. So we just gonna jump right into it. You know, we ain't gonna waste no time. We ain't gonna keep y'all away. We ain't got no church announcements this week, so we're gonna treat this like you do Fifth Sunday. You know, we'll, we'll come back next week and we might have enough to go along with it. So, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to jump in with Ray Sean. Ray Sean, what's up, man? Oh, what's going on? How y'all doing? What's up, what's man? Up, my boy. We got it. What's going on? Can't call it, man. Yeah, we've been, been waiting to talk to you, man. We've been waiting to talk to you. Well, it's time, man. <laughs> hey, you, been, you, you know, had a lot of critics, bro. You know, so, uh, I know, I know. I guess you would say the critic is being criticized. So we want to, you know, uh, put you on the platform and let people hear from you. You know, and um, you know, so you it's, just, it's time you to tell your story. Tell why you do what you do. Okay, you just want to start with with that, or you just want to just build up to it? How you want to do it? Well, first first thing is, you know, just tell us who is Rayshon. You know, we know who Rayshon is, but you got a lot of people, man, in the basketball world that. Don't know who you are, where you come from. All they know is, you know, you jump in the games or jumping um, in the the critic box in the basketball games and 
critiquing. So tell and me I need also to know some credentials. I need to know something about. I mean, who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? I. Which, as y'all know, you know what I'm saying, I graduated from Coldwater in 99, but I played basketball pretty much the whole time I was at Coldwater in junior high and in high school. Um, our high school team really wasn't good my freshman year. We had a, a dude by the name of Coach Henry uh, coaching dudes and everything, and it just it just didn't work out right. But uh, I was coached under the great Coach Dandridge. He came there and 96, 97. Yeah, he came there. Uh, the year after the girls won their first title, he came there and everything. And uh, Coach Dandy was a big impact in my life. I'm pretty sure anybody that that I never played for him or that I never really just had a connection with Coach Dandy, they'll pretty much say the same thing. That man just has a different way of, uh, of you buying into life. So, you know what I'm saying? Truthfully, honestly, if Coach Dandy had a, hadn't a came there that year, it would have been hard for me to focus on, on school, better yet, stay in school with what how things were going back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but like I say, during that time with Coach, Coach Dandridge, uh, it was just one of those things when Coach Dandridge just put you in a situation to where he felt like every, he treated everybody fairly. And you know what I'm saying? And highlights of my life all consisted in basketball, and Coach Dandridge had a lot to do with that, mm-hmm. meaning that. When I was in high school, us and kids in high school during that time, we didn't know what we were. We still were finding ourselves on what we were trying to be. You know what I'm saying? But Coach Dandridge at the time had gave me insight, like, on how I reacted in practice and, and how I worked in practice and everything. He had told me one year, at my end of my junior year, he was like, you will make a good coach. I never, you know what I'm saying, took it in consideration, but I took it into deep thought because, like, Coach Dandridge ain't going to just talk to you or tell you nothing and try to sell you no dreams. He ain't into just wasting energy with conversations. So I ended up mentioning to my dad, like, my senior year, he was like, man, coaches don't make no money, you know. And I was always like, I don't even care about, like, totally about how much money you make. In life, like, you can make all the money in the world. You still going to have the wrong problem that you don't want to have. So momentum on problems. Yep. And so my dad really just, just like discouraged me on, on really wanting to be a coach. So I end up uh, playing with some good teams under Coach Dandy. We were good every year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my best year probably with Coach Dandy would probably be my junior year. Uh, that's when it was Devin, uh, Jeter, Torrey, Melvin Ward, uh, myself, uh, Chris, way up, just naming the people, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't even that. What I liked about Coach Dandridge is that we had talent. It's, it's no doubt in that. But we didn't have just the great, great, great talent like people may suspect and, and try to just start conversations over or whatnot, whatnot. He just knew how to get us prepared for a game and things like that. And, like, me telling y'all all of this is just – this is when everything was going good for me in my life, even when I was a child, when I was playing basketball. So we just going to skip from high school and just – I went to the military oh, once oh, I graduated. Hold that, hold that thought. We got some uh, We got some questions for you, man. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit specifically on some stuff for you. Okay. So open those doors up for you, but we don't want to jump too far because we want to make sure that we uh, let you let you break it down to us, man. And uh, So just, just to follow up on that, 
about Coach Dandridge. Then we're gonna step on to the next question, and then we let let you like say elaborate more on that piece. But uh, Matt got more experience with, than than Jordan and I with Coach Dandridge. Coach Dandridge ran me out the gym in ninth grade, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played for him in junior high. And to your point, man, he was he was straight discipline. And uh, he he said he said that you know similar to what what Dion saying now I'm a, I'm a, I'm trying to run you away from him I'm trying to make you quit I remember him saying it. but you know so it's it just it's just one for me man the high school ball piece but uh great coach man great guy so uh, yeah so I mm-hmm. mirror everything you said about it because even even though I didn't play for him in high school you know I, I feel like uh, I was still close to Coach Dan you know oh yeah anybody that ever talked to him because he treated everybody the same and that's. Mm-hmm. One thing, one thing that that stands out to me about a person is that how you treat everybody. You can't yep. treat this group of people. I don't care if he didn't like you; he still treated you with the utmost respect and told you flat out. You know what I'm saying, right from wrong, regardless yep. if you liked it or not. You know what I'm saying. You ain't have to like it, but he was gonna let you know it and, and voice his opinion. You know what I'm saying. So that's why I say he played a huge part because it's so hard to find people that are genuine like him that are willing to, you know what I'm saying, to influence your life and knowing that you're only going to be in that window but in a, a part of their life for a short amount of time. But that's a lie because I still talk to Coach Dandridge, you know what I'm saying, off and on to this day. Yeah. I can pull up at his house right mm-hmm. now and he's going to be like, boy, hey, well, why do, you didn't call me? Do me, do, do me a favor. When you talk I, back to him, uh, tell him, man, we want him on the show. I can, I can try. I can make that happen. I can make that happen. Hey, to line it up. I, I need yeah, when I come home, I need to see Coach Dangers, man. I need to go see him. And also, I need I need our videos, bro. I'm trying to he get got all of them. He got all of them. He got all of them. He got all of them back there in a storage behind his house. And like he got every game that was ever played that ain't that that video that ain't people ain't already installed. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think too many people, but uh, rest in peace. But I think he said Miguel had a lot of y'all. Did you play with Miguel? Yeah, yeah. Miguel had some. Uh, um, R.I.P. Miguel. And I think Mun may, may have had a few. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the majority of them, I think he still got. When I talked to Ralph and, and Lil Ricky, they said he he probably got most of them still. Yeah. So that man got everything. That man got everything. kids, man. Oh uh, yeah, he don't. He don't. He don't. Uh, he don't. Uh. Like he saved everything. He got everything. He got shoe strings that we had back then, man. He's like, boy, you remember you had these shoe strings? <laughs> but man, coach is a person that uh if you ever, because we'll get to that in a minute. If you ever feeling down in life or you need somebody to talk to to get you on the right path, man, Coach Danger is that person, man. Coach Danger has been a, a a great positive influence in my life. I just don't know if I can give him enough flowers of the impact that he had on me, even through my hard times, even when I wasn't around, you know what I'm saying? Stuff we did in that gym came faith value. Like he used to tell you, it's like he used to tell you what your life was going to be before you seen it. You know what I'm saying? He used to tell you that when you graduate, you're going to want to come back and say, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. You know what I'm saying? He's going to tell you that every time you took that shortcut, it's going to catch up with you. Some way, somehow in your life, it's going to catch up with you. So yeah. that's that's where it comes for me in basketball. But when I went to the military, what a lot of people don't know is uh, I went to Fort Knox. You know what I'm saying? Then I went to Fort Lee for my AIT training. But my first duty station was in Korea. And uh, 
when you get to Korea, they give you like a 10 day, you know what I'm saying? Really 10 days off to, to recover from that jet lag and just get you acclimated to the time zone on what's going over there. Or at least that's what my unit did. So during that time though, you know, you got, man, you've been in the military, you're in the, you're in the military. They got the company teams at the company level and things like that. So every company got a basketball team, a flag football team, things like that. So I went and uh, went to just like a little open gym and played with the guys that was in the unit. I had on some low-top shoes and things like that. And I was just out there really just killing. So they gave me somebody else jersey that was already on the team. But just so happened the next day we were playing the post team and they were just in the league just to get runs. But the post team traveled all over, you know what I'm saying, all over semi the country and play ball. So when we played the post team, we played 16-minute running clock, uh, two halves, clock stop under two minutes, and everything. I gave the post team like 27. And after that, the coach had, he was like, man, I want you to come to my tryout, but you are already on the team. So my first six months – in, in Korea and in the military, all I did was play basketball. They got, they make it, the army can make whatever happen they want to happen. So, <laughs> so, so all I have to used to have to do was report to formation in the morning. And after that, I go do my two days with the basketball team and the rest of the day I'm free. But by being young and not having any guidance over there, the time zone so different, I just got caught up in so much of the wrong things. Uh, as far as like the military just draws you to drinking and, and just trying things that you never thought, you know what I'm saying? And just constantly just being free. They give you the freedom to be free to hang yourself. So, but a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, you have to be able to hold up for, especially if you get caught doing. And so, after a while, I, I had got real cocky because. It was the first time we ever had seen my name in lights. Like, we had an all-star game. We were finna play the Globe Trucks, and they, was, they used to call me Baby Boy. That was what they used to call me because I was on the post team with a bunch of grown dudes. They was like 27, 28. I'm like 19, 20. You know what I'm saying? So they used to call me Baby Boy. So you see my picture and everything in lights, and it's slick like going to my head because coming from where we come from, Regardless, I don't know if y'all experienced with me, I was always trying to impress just to get some attention, just to make people feel like to validate me in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like people can go around and say they was this and that, but people was battling things even then because we didn't know exactly who we were. You know what I'm saying? So when I was in the military, like all I used to do was fight and drink. You know what I'm saying? And it caught up with me. So, uh, we were supposed to get ready to go to Japan one time. And uh, I told him, bro, I don't even feel like going to Japan and playing no basketball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because I done came to practice after a hangover. He was like, oh, you going? Man, I ain't going nowhere. Like, I ain't going nowhere. So I just left practice. Man, he sent somebody up there to come get a uniform and everything. So those folks just kicked me off the team. You know what I'm saying? But during this time before that, I had got two cards from referees that were Korean basketball league coaches, and they wanted me to come try out for the team. So by me not having no guidance and by me being being a hothead, I really missed out on some opportunities. So I leave Korea. Wait, 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 Sean, on that, on that note, do, do you think the stuff that Coach Dan tried to instill in us, you just 
you know, got grown to that I had point. lost, I had lost, yeah. you know, I didn't hear his voice as much as yeah. I was hearing. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't talk to him as much, or I couldn't talk to my friend. Like I honestly, truthfully, just me, I couldn't just turn to my family with things like that. Like I just felt like I was always digging to impress them at times. So like my chemistry and my character comes from the people that I was around coming up, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people may not may not know this, but I hung with people based off how their family treated them, not how who you were to me. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people didn't understand that when I was around people, it's because I'd have been around them. And when I've been around them with their family, it's just love. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to insult my family, but I was just just around too much that I felt like I didn't need to be around coming up. And I just felt like my, my safe haven was basketball and getting away from down with, you know what I'm saying, during the day. You know, I can come stay there at night. And like I say, it is no insult to anybody in my family. I'm crazy about my family. But, like, sometimes your family can be your worst, you know what I'm saying, your worst enemy at moments and not knowing that you're going through things when you need them. So I go, so I go to Louisiana. Once I leave Korea, I get stationed at Fort Polk one of the worst fucking goddamn duty stations ever in the military, you know what I'm saying? So uh, ain't no post team or, or nothing like that. So I really get in, in depth, you know what I'm saying, of just drinking and, and fighting, you know what I'm saying? Just running the streets, you know what I'm saying? Not not just really lost my way as far as like, what's my main mission on why I'm in here? Because me as a soldier wasn't a problem. It was what I did. Outside when I got off, you know what I'm saying? It was like I I was a 300 every time we do a PT test. Like I'm I'm a sharpshooter at least at a minimum every time we go to the gun range. Like I'm running a two mile in 10 minutes and 54 seconds. That was my fastest time in a two mile in the military. So the soldier part wasn't the hard part. It was the freedom that they gave you and access to some things that you weren't supposed to have access to to where you like, it just took over me. And I'm not gonna say that it didn't, it did, you know what I'm saying? And so, but when I get to Louisiana, I uh, meet my uh, my oldest daughter's mom, and you know what I'm saying? And we young, and I'm thinking that, I never was raised with a mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking that uh, one thing I said, if I ever have kids, I don't want my kids to not, never have their mom and dad around. So uh, I went on, and when she told me she was pregnant, she seriously didn't pop out that better good. We, it's time to get married, you know what I'm saying, type stuff. So I just, because I want my family to be together, but neither here nor there, it didn't work out that way, you know what I'm saying? Went through a lot of changes and a lot of things uh, during that time, but a, life, a lot of life growing lessons. So the military ended up kicking me out. So... Once the military kicked me out, when I come home, it's like I'm just the shit to the world. Like everybody, like they, like damn, you didn't get kicked out. Like everybody just seemed like my whole circle of people that I felt like I can depend on, family, friends. It just seemed like when I got kicked out the army, like the whole fucking world just turned on me. You know what I'm saying? And not knowing that I'm battling, I'm going through things. Cause I remind you when they kicked me out. <clears throat> I stopped talking to my oldest mom and everything. Uh, we get a divorce and stuff. I don't get a chance to see my my oldest child for a couple of years. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm battling through all these things and stuff like that. So when they kick me out, I end up going to an athletic banquet uh, with somebody that, that I used to talk to uh, years ago. And their child was playing. Their child was playing for the middle school. And so we went to the athletic banquet. And uh, Miss Jameson, JoJo Mom. She was the middle school coach out there, and she was saying, she had said during the athletic banquet, if anybody want to help me uh, and volunteer to help me, I have no problem with it. Uh, she was like, I don't know everything. I'm willing to take anybody that want to help. So I took her up on this offer, but during this time, I'm in barber school. Like, I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm in barber school trying to you find a way. all over the place for a show, boy. I ain't going to have no question left when you get there. <laughs> Continue though, my boy. Yeah. So, so look, Rayshon. So let, let let's cut across the field real quick, and we'll come back. So, uh, TTG Sports. Yeah. So just talk to us about like how that came about. Like where where was it? You know, birth out of. And I know you probably was finna get to that, but ah, uh, that was on that was on the tail end. But that came from man. Last year I got banned. From 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 Olive Branch, from from Olive Branch game, from Olive Branch principal and things like that, uh, due to the fact I got kicked out of game in Lewisburg, uh, heckling the referee, you know. So I think it was just more something they were just trying to find a way because during the time when they was trying to figure me out, uh, my partner, which is somebody that has been a big influence in my life too, that coached him out there, Coach Thompson. He, uh, they were just out there kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? And first of all, last thing you want to do is keep losing to somebody, but then have somebody that ain't got nothing to do with the party, just throwing it in your face. You know what I'm saying? In a res in in a respectful sports way, but when you when you're a competitor, you don't post to like what I'm saying. If I'm talking about you constantly losing, you know what I'm saying? But uh, so I was like, since they done banned me for a year. And basketball has been the thing that 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 keeps me going. It's therapy for me. I said I'm just gonna start me evaluation service. You know what I'm saying? To uh, not just only help the kids that I'm working with, to just help the kids within this state and just address some of the problems that some of these AAU coaches and AAU programs are are, are doing and how they're trying to get over on kids. So it's starting out as an evaluation service to help kids, to give them an honest opinion. I just feel like we're not, we're not, you know what I'm saying, uh, being honest with our kids these days, you know what I'm saying? All of them are very entitled. All of them feel like just because they put on a uniform, they have it or, and but don't nobody puts in the work. And, it, and truth be told, a lot of kids are only playing sports these days because their parents want them to. Mm. And that's part of the battle to where, uh, you got these people mixed in with the people that do want to play. So you can't help everybody. You got to work with all these other problems and things like that. But it was solely started to help kids that are being left out. Don't let me forget that, Joy. That are being left out due to personal relationships, uh, i.e. with an AAU coach or i.e. with a college and things like that because that sets up a, a whole wave of of mental depression that people don't understand that they don't see right now 
but it happens later on down the road. So my job or, or what I'm trying to do is prepare people for the mental part because they ain't going to always be told to you the right way. It ain't going to always be told to you the way that you want it, want it to be heard. But if you take it in a positive aspect, because I'm pretty sure I done said some things to rough some feathers, but they ain't telling you. They done got in the gym, i.e. just trying to prove me wrong if I come to see them play. Right. But if I don't if I don't mean anything or if I'm nothing, why are you worried or bothered about what I'm saying? Because I give an honest opinion, an honest opinion. And people are not just being honest with our kids. They're, they're really, truly getting over on our kids. I just think there's a better way and we can find a better way to help these kids than charge them. Not saying that everything's going to be free, but you can't possibly tell me that you're helping a kid charging them all that money this summer and you only see them twice a week. And the rest of the time, y'all just on the road traveling. And then during the school year, you're not working with them during the school year because they're working with their school. Like, tell me where you benefiting them. You're only using them because they're pre-cooked. You already see something that's there and you want them to help a brand. We need to stop allowing our kids to be brand markers. You know what I'm saying? To develop brands to where let these kids develop their own aspect of living. Don't try to get it just because you say they say you got to play with this program because that's not true. If you put it in the work, talent. So do you think? Do you think uh, AAU is a necessity then, or no? Um, in in some places, but in Mississippi, bro, I don't think that it really should be a priority right now. At least for the next two or three years, due to. Uh, just the overthinking and, and overhyping of talent. I wouldn't take uh, this group of talent around the country to play against the best around the world. You know what I'm saying? And that's where we go wrong at. We get so caught up, caught up in the local and just being good for that moment and for that era and for that for that day and for that game. We're not thinking big. That's so, what we. With you say you wouldn't take this group of talent around the country, though. Um, but also, you said we getting caught up with the, I guess, with in the local aspect, right? So yeah, but if, I, the reason I wouldn't take it is not you have pieces, but it's not good enough to carry. Like no, nah, so what I'm saying though, if if the AAU coaches or even the coaches or or the parents or the players that you that you're unpopular with because of your opinion and your critiques. If they feel like they're good enough to do that, um, why why shouldn't they? Because I'm not it, saying it they should, but, but don't let don't let what you see fool you. Because they can post a highlight, but they're playing in church league tournaments. They're not playing against the best, but they want to be considered the best. That's where we're going wrong. At. See, they'll throw something in our face and be like, "Man, she killed it." But if you watch them girls that they're probably playing against, they can't walk. You know what I'm saying? Better yet, tie their shoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, better yet, run. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. some of that stuff is 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 called watered-down talent. Like, the talent in Mississippi is spots and dots. Not saying there's not no talent here in Mississippi, but it's spots and dots. Not enough to be talking about on no national scale. Like, oh, man, this we don't have that right now. We need to put more time into the gym and not on film, personally. More time in the gym and not on film. 
so when we talk about like AAU oration, I know when, when I was in high school, the only somebody I could remember being on an AAU team was Ramon, my classmate, rest in peace, Ramon. But he was the only somebody I remember being on an AAU team. But I know for a fact it was some talent in Coldwater. Now, listen, now I, I don't keep up with high school basketball as much today as I did before, but I went to several games last year. So, you know, what are we comparing them to? Are we comparing them to players of our era or are we comparing them to other players across the state or out of the state? What are we comparing them to? I'm comparing them. You're comparing them to what you're going to face when you hit the road, like the national talent and things like that. The thing about it is, and me and you talked earlier, Eric, well, when you had called me last week, mm-hmm. like anybody can be on the AAU team now. Like even when I started, when I did coach AAU, like, I went and selected my kids. I Like, there wasn't no tryouts. I picked you because I wanted you to play a certain role, you know what I'm saying, at the time. But uh, nowadays, all you got to do is pay your money and you on the team. That don't necessarily mean you're going to play, but that's telling you. So how are you helping that kid? The kid that you're not going to play, but you're going to take their money or you're going to have give them an opportunity to play. How is that helping that kid physically, mentally, or on their game? So that money—that money, that money mean, could be used with training if that's what they want to be. How or many do, players did you have on your team when you coach AAU? My uh, my first team I had nine, because I don't believe in wasting nobody's time. Yeah, but I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it to where I was gonna build it like a high school team. And more, I had a I had a sixth grader, an eighth grader, a ninth grader, three juniors, and well, three sophomores and a senior. So I, you know, well, uh, all the way up now. I know I had two babies, and I had one senior, well, one junior, sophomores. You sound like women. You get what I'm saying. You can yeah. put anyway. We 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 put some names on them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but I selected those kids. I selected those kids. And uh I didn't know nothing about AAU. Uh my great friend, Coach Thompson, he just was seeing that the passion that I had because he was giving me an opportunity to work with his kids back in the day, especially when they were playing cold water. Like, uh, man, I had cold water mad at me for a minute when when I used to come to the hood and tell them, like, man, y'all are not going to beat these folks. Like, they used to literally get mad. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't saying it to, to try to throw salt in the game. I was just basing off what I was looking at. And they ain't never beat them folks. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but he had uh, got in contact with a guy that was doing exposure AAU basketball, and he was like he wanted to start a program in Mississippi. So he asked me to do it, and we did it. And he wanted me to charge these kids so much money. I told him, bro, do you know where you at? Hmm. I was like, half of these kids that I got, they ain't in no situation to even get to practice. Better yet, pay that fee you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I said, yeah. I can't do that to them kids. So he split it in half or whatever, whatnot. And uh and that's how the AAU started for me. But I I truly messed up after my first year because I did uh win the uh Adidas National Championship, but that next year I had tryouts because a lot of people was coming to me about playing. And so I had like 90 people in the gym 
But I was like, bro, like, I can't keep all these kids. You know what I'm saying? So I tried to even just keep two teams. It was too much. It was too much because you can't possibly help everybody. You know what I'm saying? So when the program talking about they got three, four hundred players in their program, bro, give me a break. You are not touching all those kids and impacting those kids' life. You know what I'm saying? So I just completely shut the program down. I don't know about that, man. I think that's a I think it depends on where you at and and who is doing it. Cause when we was in Hawaii, um probably just like everywhere else, they playing year round, but it's a complete it's a whole staff of coaches for the different levels of the AAU programs that they're running. So I, I see what you're saying. So I see where it can be a problem. Like if, if it's only you and somebody else and then trying to manage that many kids, but then like, if it's somewhere like when we was in Hawaii and they got a whole staff to where they managed in the program, then I think that's a, that's a different story. And, and then and at the time I did have, have some help, but he was a, a, a college coach. Coach Red, right now he's at uh, Hartford, Hartford, right? I, I think in Ohio right now. But Coach Red was was somebody who impact and helped me too. But he was helping me, but he was always back and forth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? His job was mainly to like, you know what I'm saying? Teach me. You know what I'm saying? Which he was doing. You know, I, I true like I say, I, I learned a lot from him. But having hands on, if you look at it every year, it ain't but one team. UConn ain't got but one team every year. He ain't got 50 kids that he's trying to play and, and, and help them with their game. He got his team. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like if you get like, man, if you can find the people with the same passion as you, you know what I'm saying, and, and y'all can build it and y'all can just don't be on that one accord, it's cool. But it's so hard to find people, especially around here, that really mean well for these kids. Yeah. So, Rayshon, you just mentioned, uh, you mentioned UConn. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump. Uh, I was going to say this question for later on, but I'm going to go ahead and jump to it now. So when, we t- when you talk UConn, we know we, we know you're talking about the women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's team sloth. You know, wow. you know, just put it out there. So, um, you know, yeah, UConn is one of the greatest. Um, a lot of people want to know, man, um, when you're critiquing, you're critiquing girls' basketball and not girls' and boys' basketball. So kind of tell us or, or give us an idea of, of what – what your approach is and you know why, why girls basketball and why I just when I uh like I say when I got kicked out of the military went to that athletic banquet like I say I was in such a I didn't I didn't think nobody period like believed in me period so uh when she offered that she was coaching girls so when she offered that I felt like working with girls was the best thing at the time anyway because me working with boys with how messed up I was in the head at the time, uh, it wouldn't have worked out right. And and the prime example, I, I was in cold water at one time, but we'll get to that. But girls, I had just had me a dog. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm naturally soft, soft to girls now. So, but basketball is something that's the only thing that I, at times where I can just find a smile about. So... When I started, I felt like it was best for me to work with girls because they'll soften me up and everything like that. But girls pay attention better than boys. Mm-hmm. And last thing, what I was going through in my life was not to have people paying attention to me. So 
that's why I started coaching girls. But what made me stick with girls was after the first year of helping Miss Jamison, she used to have me pass out the uniforms. She used to have me pass out the uniform while she was on her bus route. And uh, it was an eighth grade group at the time. Uh, they didn't want to take their uniforms. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Some of the girls just started crying and things like that. And so I'm like, what is going on with y'all? They was like, they didn't want to play for nobody else. So at that time, when I done felt like the whole world was against me, I done found a small group of people that believe in me. You know what I'm saying? Not just Miss Jameson. They believe in me too. You know what I'm saying? So that was just like a fresh start for me. So I told myself and I dedicated myself and said that if long as kids believe in me, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help them, the ones that want me to help them. So, Miss Jameson, you said Joseph Latino. Latino. Oh, his sister. Okay, okay. Okay. Yep. I got you. Yep. So, after that, I ended up staying out there independence for seven years, helping her for seven years. You know what I'm saying? And we had great success. You know, learned her. I learned a lot from her and Coach Martin at the time. And, and just her just giving me the opportunity to help. I remember one time she got sick and we had a game. And it couldn't be rescheduled, so it had to be played. And she wasn't going to be there, so she let me coach it. But I had to have a teacher or somebody on the bench. Mm -hmm. And, man, we were playing Galena, man. At halftime, I think we were down 22 points. So now I'm, like, shaking my dog on head. Like, if this truly was what I went in that locker room at halftime and, and mixed in some Coach Dandridge and, Coach Martin and, and other coaches that I've learned from, man, and told them girls something, man. Them girls came back. We sent the girl, sent the game into overtime. Mm. We ended up losing the game in overtime by two. But after that, I felt like, you know what I'm saying, man, this is the feeling that I want to feel for the rest of my life, especially dude, because it don't cost nothing. You know what I'm saying? It don't cost nothing to help nobody. It don't cost nothing for for people to be genuine with you. It don't cost enough for somebody to, to just want you to be successful and truly, truly mean it. And so I was around a group of people at that time, which were kids that was making me feel validated as a person. You know what I'm saying? So I never do anything to, to, to hurt kids that believe in me. So it's kind of, therapy, kind of therapy to you then. That's what it is to me. That's what it is to me. So, by by the kids believing in you, by the coaches believing in you, um, and your soft spot for them, why do you think people view your approach so negative with your critiques? Because it, it's not going that way, and all everybody always have a, a persona of who you were before, and don't never figure that there's change in people, regardless of what it may be. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a place in this world, and and a, and a calling and, and things like that. And so some people just don't understand me because I don't I don't dance to everybody's music the way they want to. I may touch on the same subject, but speak on it in a different way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna water it down to you. And I just think society don't accept truth well, personally. I just, that's my, my intake on it. Society just don't accept truth well and they think Rayshon is who he used to be. But they still can't tell me who I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like what I used to be to a point to where you still holding it to me while I'm 42 years old. What are you holding against me 
to not accept what I'm saying about these kids in my honest opinion and not degrading them, but trying to help them. Why am I so wrong? Because at the end of the day, if Rayshawn do something wrong, first thing, especially where we're from, we're going to point it out. Mm-hmm. Or whoever. People point out the wrong in you, but it's not okay to point out the wrong. You're supposed to always give them the good. No, life ain't even built that way. Yep. So, life ain't so, you, so you um you told me the other day we was talking, um, and I cut you off because I told you I didn't want I didn't want to hear about it then because I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to hear it firsthand. Like the audience, but uh, you you told me that kids save your life. So can can kind of touch on that for us, man. Uh, uh you know this this your platform, and we want yep. people to know who you know why you approach it the way you do. So it just, it just goes back to when when I was uh started coaching. Like what people don't know is it was times that before I end up later on down the road getting custody of my child, I was homeless. Like. People didn't know that. People didn't know that I was staying out of my van because my daddy felt like as soon as I graduated from Bob school that I supposed to be making a thousand dollars a week. You know what I'm saying? So I, I so that's just how the nature of how it was with me. And so um, like I was homeless, but I ended up working end up in a shop with Michi. And you know, me, I'm a regardless of the fact I do my best to not to let my problems affect no one else. So I'm always in a chicken spirit, a happy spirit, or whatever, whatnot. I'm always trying to make the room be cool and happy. But Michi came to me one day, and uh, he was like, Ray, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? I broke down, crying and everything, told him I was homeless. And so uh, Michi said, you know what? Hold up. He went and called his wife. You know what I'm saying? He was like, hey, Ray, I got to show you, man. You making the money. You just you just don't see it. He was like, man, you can come and stay with me for two weeks. You ain't got to spend no money, no nothing. I'm gonna show you you making the money and everything. So shout out, me. shout out, big meat. And like I say, look, look, me. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> and so, and so, I probably with me about four five days, and I'm filling out me an apartment. You know what I'm saying? application for me apartment then because I'm seeing what Michi talking about. You know what I'm saying? And like during all this course of this time, um, I get a call to come get my baby. You know what I'm saying? That I'm finna try to get custody of my baby and stuff like that. So I go get my baby and everything just seemed like life was falling into place. But it took somebody like Michi to take the time out to be willing to help him when I thought that didn't nobody else care. But along the way, when you at the bottom, you find out what true help is and what uh, uh, someone you were just raised with, with, you know what I'm saying, was just going through the motion of getting to school with you or however it may be. Uh, but me helped me to a point to where I ended up getting custody of my baby. But on the way back, going to get my child, I still didn't have nowhere to stay. But on my way back, the folks at the apartment had called me and told me my apartment was ready. You know what I'm saying? So my life started turning around, but I was using basketball to keep me grounded and focused and not to jump off the damn cliff. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't just fighting for my for my kid, I mean, for my child. Shoot, I had kids that believed in me that I didn't know believed in me. You know what I'm saying? So people may not think so, but 
they don't know my truth. They don't know my story, but I'm I'm trying to give it to you right now. When I say they saved me, they literally saved me. Yeah. Like kids literally saved me. To find people that believe in you, man, I don't care, even at this age, I don't care how successful you are. If you can still find somebody that believes in you genuinely, it does something to you. It motivates you. It pushes you to become a better person than you, a better person than you were the day before. And that's all I want to tell people. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Ray, we, um, I wanted to ask this question. I know we were talking about AAU a little while ago. And uh, I know one thing in, in sports, we're always talking about dogs. We want some dogs. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to know, like, in your opinion, is a dog born or can a dog be made? Uh, dogs are born. But peak game, in my eye, I think you can have dogs but no skill set, if you get what I'm saying. Like some, some of the yeah, some of the <laughs> worst athletes naturally have dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like naturally have dogs, and I don't want him to uh, think that that I'm talking about him. But in practice, when I played, Demarcus Williams was on my team. Demarcus Williams had so much dog, but his skill set wasn't as better as Devin's. But he had way more dog than that. You know what I'm saying? So I think dog is born in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now you can be turned into a killer, but that's what you are, a killer. You won't be no dog. You know what I'm saying? But you can become faster and stronger. But still, when adversity hits, adversity hits, you still going to step it like you would have stepped it before you became this superior athlete. You know what I'm saying? Because... Even in my junior year, like by me knowing what I know about coaching now, I can almost tell you every goddamn thing that went wrong with our team. When we was in high school, what kept us from going to Jackson, what kept us from being successful, just because it takes a body of work that comes with it. So, yeah, to that, to that question, Jordan, I just feel like dogs are born. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can gain confidence to play this, play ball, but you naturally born a dog. I feel like the majority of people from Coldwater are naturally dogs. Yeah. Because we always, like I say, we come from somewhere where we always, when we got up, we got up to be fresh at school. You know what I'm saying? When we, when we went somewhere, we dressed to impress somebody where we went. You know what I'm saying? Like, we do things sometimes as we got older, we like, well, it's just me anyway. Mac was like, I'm just a fresh-ass nigga anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but some of that stuff, like, don't come Dang. now. <laughs> <laughs> some of that stuff, some of that stuff didn't come natural for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But, like, to ask me a question, yeah, I think you got to be born a dog. Right. <laughs> I was just gonna ask a follow-up to that. Is that something that you as you're as you're going out doing what you're doing now, do you see that in this generation of players? Uh like I say, it's in spots and dots. You know what I'm saying? It's some players that that have it, and you just like, man, it's just in them. But man, like 
it's and it's but it's some young kids around here that's working. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really trying to separate themselves from the next level. But I don't I don't hear about or see about too many high school kids just putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? When ain't nobody looking. You know when ain't nobody looking. Man, what you been saying? I said I said that's the key when nobody's looking. What what are you doing? Man, I can guarantee you, and y'all may think I'm lying. Man, I, I know I'm 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 uh I got the opportunity of of having the opportunity from time to time to be working with these kids on a consistent basis. But I know a fifth grader and a seventh grader that got way more dogs than eighty five percent of the kids that I've seen play right now. What fifth and seventh grader? Which the seventh grader is a boy. He's the first dude that I'm I, I ever trained that I'm ever trained, and I trained him and his sister. But what fifth and seventh grader you know getting up before school, going to the gym, working out, you know what I'm saying? Then going to school, getting out of school, going to work out again, you know what I'm saying? On their craft. Yeah, I know it's, 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 fun, it's funny we talking about this now because uh, I, I jotted the question down. I didn't get around to it, but we we. Ended up back to it. Uh, Trail mentioned last week uh, that he gave you part credit, you and his brother, for uh, introducing him to track. You know, he was in the elementary school, and, and I'm not shifting this track. We're going to stay on basketball, but, you mm-hmm. know, he, he gave you credit for that. So do you see any kids, like I know you mentioned the fifth grade and seventh grader, when you look at them, do they have the dog that Trail Kimmins had in track at that age, or do they have the dog of what you see compared to other kids in basketball right now? Who, which sure. one? You talking about the fifth and seventh grader or kids in general? Uh, the fifth and seventh grader. Uh, the fifth and seventh grader got that 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 trail to where it's different. Yeah. You know, yeah. trail was a little different when he was in yeah. school working yeah. out. Yeah, like 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 I, I I noted to them when trail said he didn't go out because those are things that they're going to have to eventually sacrifice if they want to be great. You know what I'm saying? If they want to be successful, and that's one thing I teach them, I teach them to always separate themselves from the rest, but don't be afraid to teach because at the end of the day, you're supposed to have the mindset, ain't nobody going to outwork them. You know what I'm saying? So, because, hell, before we did this interview, they was in my garage. You know what I'm saying? Like, these kids do not do nothing without basketball to a point to where if they get in trouble at school, basketball is a punishment if you take it away from them. Wow. Like, Mindsets are not like that. Trail mindset was locked in. Yeah. Oh, I want to be the best motherfucker in the world. And we saw that at a young age. But what gave me the signal that Trail was gonna be like that is when we when we went to Jackson, his sixth grade year, and, and Matt, that man was running running under Steve Elson name. Boy, folks think Steve Elson one of the fast dudes in North Mississippi, <laughs> brother. When Trail was in the sixth grade. Bro, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so we ran the race. We ran the race. Uh, Trail was on the four by one, but he wasn't on the four by two, and he wasn't on the four by four when he was in the sixth grade because you couldn't run for three events then. So he ran the hundred to two hundred and the four by one. I mean, the four by two. That's what he run. Man, we end up placing fourth in the in the. Uh, in the four by two, so we didn't get no milk. Man, Trail must have cried for about two hours. 
like boo-hoo crap. So I'm like, man, this dude here gonna be stupid, bro. He he is really locked in. So on the way back, I don't know if he remember. Like me and Cheese was was talking, bro. When we got home, we told Trio, bro, like you know what you gotta do now. This your track team. What you gonna do that knowing that it's your track team? And man, the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? But Trey, shoot, I remember coming home, Trey was still in cheese clothes, putting them on and stuff. But man, <laughs> Trey had it. Trey had it then. You know what I'm saying? He was dedicated then, man. And so, what I see in those kids, I see that same thing that I saw in Trey. Gotcha. So outside of those kids, Ray, uh, with 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 your uh. That is Matthew's type of approach to 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 the truths that you tell about uh um basketball and these kids and these evaluations. Like why to somebody that don't know you, somebody that don't know your background, why should they believe what you have to say? Uh because one, I've 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 coached at the AAU level. I've I've been doing this for 18, 19 years. Hell, my best friend is probably the the best coach in the state of Mississippi ever. This man got eleven championships, and and this is my best friend. So, like, I've worked with his kids over the last eighteen years. Throughout the last eighteen years, I have somewhat somehow worked with three or two or three or four, maybe five or six players at a time. Sometimes work with kids. Uh that played within his program. Uh, I just don't talk about it because it ain't about that part of the game. But now that I'm, that's why I'm glad y'all even gave me this platform. But now that I'm doing this, I do, they do deserve an explanation on why I do this. A, because my heart is invested in, you know what I'm saying? And I don't, and I ain't getting no money for it. I'm not doing this to, to, to revenue from your child or revenue from you. I'm doing this because this is therapy for me, as y'all said once before. And I want to see kids be treated fairly because throughout my process of, of, of working with AAU and watching these kids be told something that they're not, it just leads and you see them five, ten years down the road, they're not in the position of that that people were telling them before. And now we gotta help dig them out of rut as far as I'm just about to follow up to that. Um, I ain't mean to cut you off, but so saying that, right, and and knowing that people view your approach a certain way, do you feel like uh is the goal, I guess, to reach as many kids as you can? And if so, do you think you can reach more kids if you change your approach? Uh the goal is to reach as many kids as I can, but I just feel like my approach is what's been left out right now. The approach that has been given to these kids is to where you can you can pay a dude, Matt, with a camera that got a camcorder and come and tell him to record you and put a highlight up for you. You may yeah. have two points, seven turnovers, but he's only going to cover you dribbling the ball real good one time or making your two points. And that's supposed to make people feel like you're successful. Yeah, so they ain't my approach, My approach takes away takes away that aspect. We'll, when we gonna get back to we got a ground. 
Man, Coach Dandridge didn't play that stuff. Like when Coach Dandridge first got to cold water, the first practice was about 10 minutes long. He asked everybody, what can you do for this team? He asked everybody that was in the room for to get ready to try out. Boom. And he just walked out. So, so, so quick. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. And so we went in that gym the next day, went no rims, went no like kids that got away from what it really takes to be a ball player. They know the end results on how it look, but they just want to stick everything in the microwave and heat it up real quick, but don't want to make nothing from scratch. Yeah, and that, that's what I was about to say because when you look now, uh, Rayshon, when when you was playing high school ball, I was in junior high and I had a no kill. The best, the best, the best game I had on my phone was this snake game. Now, mm-hmm. now these kids, 10, 11 years old, they're on Facebook, they got social Damn. media. <laughs> they got social media. You know, they, they got everything now that, that's instant and they can see everything and do everything. Um, and to your point earlier about you know AAU being watered down versus what it was then, there's more exposure now than what it was then. So when we when we think about that, do you think that not necessarily, you know, they want to hand it to them or that it's watered down, but do you think that the game has changed or it's just the coaches? It, it's it's not the coaches. Money got a lot to do with it too. You know what I'm saying? And he, don't don't let these college coaches, you know what I'm saying, slick fool y'all. So that's the thing and the part that I want kids to understand too. Like this process is real gravy when you're trying to get recruited. You get the happy smiles and – we need you and and blase 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 woody woody woo. But they'll go if you're good enough, they'll go through tooth and nails to get you there, but still have an agenda on how they're gonna treat you when they get you there. Man, I've had college coaches literally, literally offer me money to get a kid to sign with them. Literally. Once the kid signs with them, because I didn't take the money, I got college coaches. I got college coaches calling me from across the country, trying to see if I took anything. On the West Standards in stature. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you exactly how it went. Do y'all want? Do y'all want name? Because a lot of people ain't never heard this story outside of the people who know. Them. So uh, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's not let's, let's not push them. Let's, let's say them for another. One. But what I do want to know, what I do want to know, and, and not to flip it back to cold water. What I do want to know is, I know we we talked briefly about cold water, and we talked about the coaching situation. And I know you you coached at cold water for a stint. Yeah. And that now you know I know we talked about, and even Trail mentioned last week about some coaches applying for jobs at cold water, and did get a shot at it. So kind of tell us, man, like. Well, Man, a while back, but it seemed like that's the coach. Oh, uh, yeah, a while back, uh, that's probably been going on for the last probably 10 years. They always saying they finna shut cold water down, shut cold water down, shut cold water down. So this particular year, Coach Brown was there. Uh, it, was, it was shortly after Coach Spiver had passed. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And those kids, they were like, this is going to be the last year of sports. Let's go out with a bang. But those kids had started the first half of the season. The boys hadn't won the game. And I don't think the girls had won but two games. And so they was just like, uh, 
Miss Hankson, uh, Coach Reggie Hankson's wife, had called me and asked me, could I come down there? Well, he called me, Coach Reggie Hankson called me first and asked me that would I go down and be willing to go down there and help since this is going to be their last year. Let's do it the cold water way. You know what I'm saying? Around this time, it's like end of November and everything. So I'm like, cool. They were like, how much we got to pay you? You ain't got to pay me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we going to go out with a bang, boom. Because they was like, they were slick saying, because Coach Brian don't know what he's doing and everything. So I'm like, cool. So when I go there, I probably get a chance to practice with the kids uh, two days, and we end up got to play independence and everything. And uh, one thing that I like about if I'm a coach is structure. Like, we're going to treat everybody fairly. I, mean, I learned that from Coach Danny. Like, ain't nobody no different than nobody. So when we get ready to play this game against independence, a player comes and uh, that ain't been to practice all week thinking they finna start. So me and Coach Brian are already at words. Like, no, this is not what's finna happen. So, boom. Short story, uh, uh, long story short, girls lose by 30, boys lose by 40. You know what I'm saying? I'm pissed, hot, feel like told them ain't no way in the hell I'm finna keep coming down here wasting my damn time, you know what I'm saying, for free, and you ain't finna get nobody no effort. So the next day, we really just got to a point with the girls. I told them, like, this is how it's going to be. This is how we're going to do it. This is what we need to do to be successful. And if you ain't going to get by in with this, you can go. The girls bought in. The boys didn't buy in. The girls end up going on like a 13-game winning streak. Like, end up finishing first in the district before the district tournament came and everything. And doggone, beat the team. We beat Shaw by 25 points. And Shaw ended up in the championship game. But I end up uh, having to resign or, or been told I can't come down there and help no more due to an altercation that I had with one of the boys players, which it was totally driven from family members, not him. Because before that moment happened with that young man, you can ask anybody that was in that locker room. I had told him, I said, you finally get it. You finally get it. Because that night he honestly played team ball up until like the last 45 seconds of the game. You know what I'm saying? He went back to hero ball. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you finally get it. Me and him got a good, had a good communication. You know what I'm saying? And his family just said X, Y, Z to me. And I said A, B, C, D, E, F, G, F, Y, J. I said all, you know, I said all them, all them letters to him. But I could have handled that a little better, but I almost felt like, you know what I'm saying, I really wasn't appreciated because I wasn't sent there to come in and, and pat no pat nobody on the back. You know what I'm saying? And make sure you're good until this season over with. I was sent there to do it the cold water way. And the only way cold water can do it is if we win. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're not going to buy into winning, like, what are you here for? The girls bought into winning. And they told me, they went they went down to the superintendent's office and told them that they didn't feel comfortable with their brother and son being coached by me. So they didn't just stop me from coaching the boys. They stopped me from coaching the girls, too. And the girls end up didn't even make it out the damn district tournament. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna beat everybody in the district by at least 15 to 20 points. 
so so do you do you think and, and speaking outside of that, just in general right now, do you think that a lot of these kids are lacking because the parents want to be the coach and not allowing the coaches to coach? Or do you think it's the coaches that's watering the kids down? Man, it's it's a give and take. That that knife cut both ways. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a lot of a, a lot of coaches that I think are truly doing it for the kids anymore and everything. And and parents, parents are so like uh using sports and a moment in sports to cover up their shortcomings or their things that they feel like they neglected their kids with in my eyes. Like they'll use that moment to cover up when they felt like they wasn't with their kids years ago or or like you get a lot of parents that come around when they see their kids becoming successful, but they ain't never been around before. Yeah. You know, so we get like I say, that knife cuts both ways. Parents want want kids to live through them. You know what I'm saying? Some parents just use the sport and that's the only communication that they have with the kids. And 85 percent of these coaches ain't doing it for the right reason. Man, you got coaches on social media and TikTok more than than the kids. Hmm. Hmm. You know, so like what it how is that impacting a kid? What is that telling a child? Like you have what do you mean when you say on social media and TikTok, like why are they supposed to be coaching or in their personal time? Man, but they're using their coaching, they're using their schools and, and things like that as a promotion. I felt like when did when did you you don't see Gino doing TikToks? His program speaks for itself. So he ain't got to do no extra stuff to try to get you to come and things like that. I feel like it ain't got away from let's go find these dogs. Let's go find these people that really want to play ball to where it's name, image, and likeness. It's more about who you are. A lot of these, these coaches, especially these power fives, if you ain't highly ranked, they ain't looking at you. They don't care how good of a skill set you got. If you're not in that ESPN top 50, they don't want you. And then sometimes those people, they'll be paying for their rankings. So is back, circling back to us talking about AAU, uh, like a lot, probably the mass majority of the people that's ranked play AAU ball or play for a club, I mean, play for a club team uh, to get the exposure year round. So uh -huh. think that helps? That helps because those club teams that are highly known have connection with college coaches. And it's a lot of things that goes on. These kids are used as bargaining tools. You know what I'm saying? When they get in them clubs, it's, it's a guarantee you play for a certain club, you're going to play at the next level. But the bargaining starts when you don't know with these college coaches and this program director, when they scheming its money out, you know what I'm saying, behind the door. Even Kevin – you seen the story a while back, Kevin Love, AAU coach, just had got caught up years ago, you know what I'm saying, for taking 200 some thousand dollars You know what I'm saying, just to get uh, Kevin Love to go to UCLA. College coach, the, the this recruiting game is worse than the dope game. <laughs> Ain't no, I promise you, it's worse than the dope game. It's hey, worse so, than the dope game. Hey, so, uh, uh, as a follow-up to Max's question, you know, um, I know you, you have a lot of back and forth going with local. And when I say local, I'm going to say Mississippi, Tennessee, this area, uh, AAU coaches, high school coaches. What, um, like, as far as the criticism go, you know, I, I know you you mentioned that, um, damn, you just said something. Uh, I missed that point. But you said something about the coaches and um, 
Boy, I lost the train big time. Pick I it up. Pick it up. Shit, I lost. And I, lost. I need also to know some credentials. I need to know something about. I mean, who am I talking to? Hey, I, I lost the train. I, look, I, I was I was thinking to do a question, but uh, uh look at over there, my boy. You say I've been into it with local AAU coaches. But, no, so the, the the local coaches are are they doing it for that's that's where we at? Are they doing it for the right reasons? Do they have connections with with college coaches, or do they just do it you know for their benefit? Are they sending kids up to be able to get scholarships and go on to the next level? Uh, they're putting on a good show. I'm gonna put it like this. Not saying that their kids don't go to college, but if you see all this promotion going on, all this promotion going on, this kid ranked this, this kid ranked that. You doggone, this is like a preview of a movie. When you seen the previews of Wukanda, you sold yourself, man, I want to go see that damn movie. I want to go see Wukanda. So if I'm getting a promotion from here, want to go see what? Wukanda. Maintain. Hey, you, you know it's a gold water, baby. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I want to go see Black Panther when you we see wish, the preview. We wish, we wish, we wish. So, so on the West Standards in statue. <laughs> All right, we're gonna let you make it, bro. All right, if you put this stigma, if you put this stigma on a kid, and when I go see the kid, and the kid don't live up to that. What what I supposed to do? I yeah. supposed to give the movie high reviews, or do I supposed like to give is. my true opinion on the movie? Call it like it is. So, where does constantly like tell them if they stunk it up? You did great coming in. Where do you did great come in? It shouldn't come in. Like it's a way you can say it, but these kids ain't been told told to it directly. So I'm just gonna give it to them straight. How you know that though? They're not because like, they've been. It's been kids that've been playing within a program, participating, participating in the program for four years and haven't gotten better. No, I'm, I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying they getting better, not getting better. I'm saying like how you know the coach is not keeping it real with them, like you know what I'm saying in the locker room. When you make a post, when you make a post, when you make a post. Showing kids playing against blind against blind children. When you make a post playing showing against blind children and talking about D1 schools need to be on high alert when this kid is a JUCO talent, you ain't doing you ain't doing that. You ain't keeping it real with them kids. You lying to them kids. Because what's gonna happen when they don't get the D1 off? Now you gotta go through a whole nother well. You might well just try to do it this way. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with doing it this way. And when you should have just told them that from the front, from the gate. So do, do you think it's a lack of basics? Or because when we talk about AAU ball, high school ball today, you know, it's a lot of dribbling, you know, a lot of dunking, glass slapping. And I know you mentioned you mentioned that uh, that some of these girls or players can't even lay the ball with the left hand. They can't dribble and all that. And I know that's We're talking thing. about Mississippi, not Memphis. We're talking about Mississippi, not Memphis, because I ain't into it with nobody in Memphis. I'm just reading that comment. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, uh, the left hand dribbling and stuff, man, do you think they're missing the basics? Or do you think they just don't have it, the foundation? They're just missing the work ethic, man. Like, ain't no, ain't no kids putting in no time. 
They just truly not putting in time. They they can say it, they can talk it, or what all they want. Because when you get on the court, it shows what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I saw you get somebody some good reviews the other night, though. You you don't think they put in time? I forgot who, who it was. Who what night that was? That was about that was like two, probably three or four nights ago. Uh, kid from Independent. I think so. I think it was Independent. Man, 34, 23, 8, 4, and 2 shit. 34 points, 23 rebounds. Yeah, 8, eight, eight steals, 4 blocks. That Kevin Walker, dog. Yeah, Kevin Walker. Shout out to Kevin that Walker. That brink, dog. So, so is she putting in time? Uh, I mean, I'm not. It looks like she's putting in more time than what these kids, who she played against, putting in time. But you can also tell that she needs work. But I also did tell her what she can work on. Like, I gave her her credit, but I also came back and gave her what was wrong. I didn't just give her all the flowers and then tell her that this damn soul won right over here. Yeah. Is it fair to say, um, like, Sarah, I know you play high school ball, Mac, you play high school ball. Is it fair to say that sometimes when the kids are critiqued, they have an off game? Because if they got scouts there, and if, if they know y'all know how it works, if you got an AAU player, they're in high school and they got three or four scouts that are gonna be there, and the coach tell them you gotta play good tonight because you got these scouts here. But then when it, when it's time to play, they freeze up. Is it fair to say that that's, that happens sometimes, or is this like a trend on what you see on these certain players? Yeah, it it happens, but but what kids should understand and how they should approach that is that at the end of the day. Why be scared to play against them in front of them now? Because if one of them recruits you, they're going to be on the bench every time you play. So what are we being scared about? It just shows that some kids are not built for the moment. That's all they show. All players that are built for the moment rise to the occasion when it's time. And that kid that y'all saying I gave praise to had the brick daughter had the flu. The girl was wheezing when they were calling timeout. She couldn't even hold her body up sometimes. That girl was playing some ball. I'm gonna get credit on credit too. So she's a dog. She's a dog. But you, but it, it's her family. Like you, the yeah. she, from out there, the mazes, and, and and she just a dog. Like it's inbred in her. She's a dog. That's what she's a dog. Mm -hmm. Yep, she's a dog. So yep. So. So, Rayshon, um, when, when it comes to – and, like I said, I know we bounced back and forth between high school and AAU and girls ball and all that. Um, look around a little. So, when, when, it, when it comes to um, these coaches, man, what, what do you have to say to the naysayers, man, the people who, who are trying to discredit you or, you know, say you don't know what you're talking about? What do you have to say to, say to them? Uh, I can give you a resume. My resume's – speaks for itself, but I ain't got to explain nothing to nobody who already got a, a, a stereotypical opinion of who I am anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep helping the ones that are willing to let me, let me uh, keep helping them. And uh, and don't think that I'm just talking because in a minute I got some stuff cooking in the kitchen that's going to really shock y'all. That's going to really shock y'all. And, and it's going to hit them from everywhere. It ain't got nothing to do with me coaching no AAU ball or, or nothing like that. But it has a lot for me doing, not just helping kids in our area, 
just across the whole state of Mississippi. And you can best believe that because I don't just be talking to be talking. I have people in my corner that are willing to invest in me now, now that I done ran across people do, who admire and acknowledge my passion on how I feel about what I'm doing with kids. Yeah. Yeah. So Ms. Carolyn says, uh, the lack of good coaches and players with skills in Tate County. Um, it's garbage in Tate County right now, uh, as far as especially cold water girls. I don't know what we're producing out there in cold water right now or whatever, whatnot, but that is not the standard on what's going on uh, so, down there right now. So that's what when I was asking you about your approach earlier, right? That's what I'm talking about right there. There's two. Both of y'all said the same thing, but she said, and shout out, hey, shout out, Miss Daniels, hey, mom. She said, here in Tate County, we are lacking good coaches and players with skill. That's one side. My guy, Ray Sean, said, they garbage down there. I said, they horrible. <laughs> I said, they horrible. That's the approach, man. Her approach going to reach more kids than saying they garbage. But I'm from Cold But if her approach is more effective, if her approach more effective, once you do, because at the end of the day, is her approach more effective because she said it in a way that you want to hear it? Or because it's right. Y'all both, in my opinion, y'all both saying the same thing. And I'm not saying, so I'm not taking away from your approach because I'm from Coldwater. So you know how we get down. You know what come with you. Like everybody, everybody from, from where we from, every time I say it online, like, um, you know what I'm saying? They prepare me for the world mm-hmm. because I already feel like I received the worst criticism. I received the worst chicken. I received people talking about me. Uh, you know what I'm saying in the worst way. So when somebody say something outside, I'm I'm just coming back. Exactly. But your way uh might discourage the kids sometimes. And and so it's like parenting, right? You have more than one child, right? You might yep. be able to say something to one in a way that they're gonna receive it well, and then you say something to another kid, your other child, and you might have to change your approach to reach them. So when the the reason I keep coming back to your approach is because like everybody might not receive it the same way. So are you willing to talk to different people different ways or are they just gonna get the, the, the thaddiest junk every time? <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally like I'm totally with it only feels like it's the thaddiest to those that have already put an image and likeness for themselves out there. And just like like I say, when I go see the movie, um you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna give you two rotten tomatoes, however it may go, but I'm willing to change. The approach only if they're willing to understand where I'm coming from. But I, a lot of people don't, if I change, still won't be willing to accept my approach just because of who I am or the dynamics of what they may think of, of my uh, agenda in this. My agenda is I don't want nothing from nobody, man. I don't want a dollar. I don't want nothing. All I want these kids to do is, is appreciate the opportunities that we didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Or if you do get the opportunity, what's, what to expect doing, doing these changes and doing your uh, mission of trying to be who you're trying to be. It's a lot of things that come with the package. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you was a, a better soldier three, four years into the military than you was when you first got there. That's because you 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 built they built us that way, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To become to become soldiers. So same way with this. Kids 
only want to say you criticizing them because it's lack thereof. They're not putting in the work. You know so, what I'm saying? So, and so. even the and even the ones that's that's putting in the work feel like just because they're putting in the work that you shouldn't say anything about them. So how are you still gonna get better? Just because you're working don't mean that you got it all figured out. So quick question. Well, follow up question, Rayshawn. So we, we know, you know, at the high school level, you got two groups of kids that's playing sports. You got the group that got potential to go to the next level, and you got the group that's out there doing it for fun because they're friends playing. So when when um, when you see the ones that's doing it for fun, and then you see the ones that's out there who have potential to go to the next level, would, would it be fair to, instead of us or you or whoever, you know, approaching the kids or saying what the kids are, what they're not, pull their parents aside and say, look, this kid got potential. You know, we, we may need to work this kid a little more. Would, would that be an approach that you're already doing or willing to do? Yeah, what, what makes you think I'm not doing it? No, I'm, I'm asking. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's doing? what I'm doing. Like, I work with kids, but I bet you an AAU coach can't tell you this. Like, I, I try daily, and I work with kids daily, whether it's the mental part of the game, whether it's on their game, daily. When I say daily, I mean daily, Sunday through Saturday. Seven days a week, some way, somehow, I'm going to find a way to impact the kids' confidence, teach them how to help their game or anything. AAU coaches ain't doing that. They're waiting for the summer. All they're doing is recruiting you and waiting for the summer. I, it's bigger than basketball with me when I'm helping kids. Every child that I help, just because I'm helping them with basketball, basketball is not the main focus of the relationship of fixing or helping this child. That's what I'm trying to do. They're not telling them about the part if they don't be successful. Yeah. They don't talk about the kids that they went through their program that didn't get signed. They don't talk about them no more. They'll bring up the other kids that didn't get signed. So what are we going to do about the kids that didn't get signed? See, you missing out on them, but you want to praise the ones that made your program look good. But now these kids sitting over here going through withdrawal and depression and mental issues, and you just on to the next kid. That's why you can't possibly help everyone. You have to be able to reach the ones that you can and quit trying to get over on the kids to make yourself seem successful like you're really doing something. So, Rashawn, this question that we got on the screen right now, I wanted to uh, call your attention to that. I think this is uh, Amber Milam. Mm-hmm. She said she reached out to you by working with her son, but after seeing your lives and how you talked about the kids in the surrounding area, it made her take a step back. What's your, what's your uh, response? I can't, reach, I can't, I can't reach everybody. I can't make everybody have the same mentality that I have. But that didn't do nothing but open the door for someone else because you may feel like that with your approach, but the people that I'm helping love the way that I do things. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a give and a take. So why should I be willing to change for one person? You know what I'm saying? When I have a stigma of people and a group of people that I work with on a consistent basis, regardless, I play the food for the food. So regardless of the fact of what make you think that what you seeing and how I'm talking, you don't want it, you don't want your child to be critiqued. So that's what we're getting to. You can't be critiqued. 
because that's already Sean been doing is observing, critiquing, telling kids what they're doing right, telling kids what they're doing wrong. So that sounds like you wouldn't have been willing to accept it, the push, you know what I'm saying, to just be a better ball player, not just a better ball player, but a better person. Because I don't just teach basketball skills, I teach life skills. And if you don't like the approach of it, I can't do nothing about that. Because guess what? I ain't charging nobody. So what am I losing? What am I losing? You're not, it don't hurt my feelings because at the end of the day, I'm going to go see somebody that I've been training tomorrow play basketball. Friday, I'm going to go see somebody or see a kid and try to reach out and help a kid. Saturday, I'm going to go see somebody play basketball. Sunday, I'm going to work out with kids. Monday, I'm going to work out with kids. Tuesday, I'm going to uh, mentally help kids. Wednesday, I'm going to work yeah. out with kids. My day is full. Like, I can care less if you want me to work with George just because of how I talk. Hey, real quick. Uh, what about thirst? I missed that day. <laughs> I said, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> hey, hey, Rashad. <laughs> Make some that's evening, tomorrow. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, man, uh, it, it's like, I, I, I get, I get, I put it this way. I don't say I get it, but I understand where you're coming from. You know, you have you have teachers and coaches who are are soft. You have teachers and coaches who are hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll compare I'll compare Coach Wright football. Hmm. Coach Wright and you know when, when I was a senior, um, Coach Fowler was our head football coach. You got a total total different coach, and um, you know that was a great moment for me to to play on the spiral spiral meant business, but spiral said in a way that was, you could take it in a joking way or, or whatever. Like he can cuss you out and you gonna laugh about it. Cause right. Cuss you out. You know, you take offense to it, but not, the approach was similar, but sometimes you got to put a little icing on it. You know, do, do you put icing on it sometimes or you just give it the way it is? Yeah. It's a give and take when I'm working with kids. See, well, what 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 y'all have to understand with being a coach or even with working with kids, especially these ones, this generation, you have to give them leverage to hang themselves. So these kids want to have some type of sense of control. So when you when you working with them, you give them that sense of control. But when once adversity hit, a moment that they never expected hit, that's when they turn to you. But during the course of the time, if anybody that had never played for me. My approach has always been the same, even when I was helping Miss Jameson with those seven graders. Man, I didn't care, but they made them better people and better ball players. Those kids to this day still respect me. I, I can't, think, uh, I, I'm not saying that every kid respects me, but the majority of them do. I think um, we, I guess the people, not, not we, but, or maybe so we um, only get to see, I know at least me, we only get to see what you do online, right? Mm-hmm. How you talk online or how you type online. And so people that might want to work with you, that's all they had to go out for. So you might not even be coming at the kids the way you portray it online or the way you say it online. And because of that, uh, people are are taking a step back, um, as she said earlier, basing it on the, the way you talk online. So have you ever thought about... Um, I guess with the permission of parents or like showing your workout, not even your workouts, but your routines or, or how you are going about your business with the kids. Um, 
to to critique them, to help them, to help them move forward, so other people could like get an inside view of what it is, other than just what you're offering from social media and your handy dandy notebook. That could be something like well, what I say got going on in the works, like that people will definitely be able to see and things like that. Okay. But let's take this, man. Like you say, my approach, my approach to the game and my passion towards the game has never changed. Like I done learned about the game as it done went. I got a kid right now and Trill know who I'm talking about because he know her family. They just moved back uh, from Vegas. And this kid was was uh, uh, told to come to me through somebody that I used to work with their kids years ago. And man, I when I tell you these kids, her kids really was a big influence and impact in my life also, but it was just the work and how hard they worked. And to hear those kids talk about me, that's what made her uh, send the recommendation for that kid to come to me. So when I got to talking to the parent, the parent said, you ain't got to explain nothing to me because if this person said you're good, you're good. Yeah. And so when I started working with the kid, she said, don't change your approach. Because of me, I want to see you do what you do. And that relationship over these last couple of months have grew to a point to where at the end of the day, when this kid gets done, she's going to be somebody that people need to know about. So I say this. Yeah, Rachel, just just listening to uh, Max's questions and listening to uh, your your responses, um, when we talk about the approach, like, let, let me break this down a little bit for everybody so we all on the same page. When we talk about the approach, so your approach, the way you communicate on online with your lives, your approach when you go to the games critique, is that the same as your approach when you communicate to the kids or is your communication to the kids different or it's like it's not that harsh? I, I, it's the question. Uh, when we're one-on-one, uh, we got to understand the one thing – like I, I, I deal with the kids that I deal with, we get to understand it with from the gate on why we doing this, what's the purpose of us doing this, and things like that. And very rarely, you know what I'm saying, but I will, you know what I'm saying, get on you. But if you're not doing what you're doing, you dog all right, I'm gonna get on you. Well, I, I guess my, I guess my question, you mentioned earlier, um, I think I can't remember which team we were talking about, but you said, yeah, them kids garbage. So if a kid, if you if you're working with a kid and a kid misses a layup. You're gonna tell the kid you're garbage, or you're gonna work with them and tell them what they did wrong to fix that layup. I said the kids was horrible. Yeah, horrible. Then let's say let's say you said that horrible. So you got a kid, if you got a kid you're working with, and that kid is horrible, you're gonna tell that kid you're horrible, or you're gonna tell that kid this is what you need to work on. All depends on what I'm working on that kid for. Like if I'm working on that kid and it's just a mental aspect, I'm not gonna approach them that way. But if I'm working with the kid. And this is what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's how I approach them. Like, let's take IE. And I, and I hate to keep bringing up an 11-year-old child. I, I, I have a bad vibe with, with, with body language. You know what I'm saying? And one day she got out with, with just bad body language. And I was just, like, I didn't know how to approach her at first because of the fact that she was so young. I had never worked with kids that young. But it was her parents that told me, get a coach. Be who you are, coach. You know what I'm saying? So, therefore, that kid there, man, 
is going to be built for any type of coach. Uh, so, uh, what you going to say, Mac? Well, I'm, I'm just uh, about to circle back and to come in on it, right? Um, so, like, the parents was like, yo, we, we know what you're doing. We know you know what you're doing. So, so do your thing, right? And that's cool because I think if it was me, I probably would say the same thing. But you got to feel like um, you got to understand, I guess, from, from the outside, right, how you feel about customer service when you go to a restaurant or, or when you go somewhere and they just be like, yo, I, I don't care if that's what you ordered. I'm going to bring you this shit out. Or I don't care what you ask me for. I'm going to do it this way because this, this is our approach. That's why I do not charge kids because I don't want you to feel like I'm taking anything from you when I know my approach has helped numerous of kids get into college. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even talking about the coaching approach, though. I'm talking about like the talking like, approach. Yeah, like if I'm, I'm selling clothes, I'm rapping, I'm doing music, whatever I'm doing, right? If I get online and I'm doing a commercial for it, but then the commercial of my branding or what I'm packaging up to sell to the consumer or not even sell because you don't charge to give to the consumer for free. When I get online and I'd be like, yo, if my delivery is horrible about how I'm, how I'm presenting that product, people are not going to want, I mean, you might have a few people, but the, the impact isn't going to be the same. And if it's about the impact or the reach, then the customer service aspect um, could the approach could reach more people, I guess. When when you change the the, the way, uh, if you view it in a way of customer service, if you compare and contrast the two, I so feel not the coaching itself. I feel exactly where you're coming from, but in my aspect, what that's going to lead to is you training and coaching it the way the parents want you to do it. Because I didn't see no parent trying to tell Coach Spiva how to coach. Coach Danger wouldn't allow a parent to tell him how to coach. You know what I'm saying? So just because you want me to, to tone it down or, or, or put the volume down just because I'm dealing with yours personally, that's that's taken away from the approach that that's going to deliver the the, the product that we're trying to get. No, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the coaching. I ain't talking about the product. I'm talking about the packaging on the product. So yeah. right, Coach Dandridge not allowing you to even come in the gym to watch practice. Coach Spiral, not allowing you to interrupt what he got going on, Coach. Exactly. But what I'm but when you talk to them, they they really fin wasn't finna be online at a different time, different era. But when you talk to them, um the delivery wouldn't be as if they're they're in the uh, same zone they're in as when they're coaching. I get what you're saying, but uh, everybody's not perfect because one of those people we talking about, I, I do recall them snatching a kid up. So was that approach good? And I, I guess what I would what I would ask Rashawn is, is are you so passionate, or or are you so um, attached to your approach that um, that the results? don't matter now the results do matter i like i've changed things over the weight and grown but i did more growing than anything my approach i think my approach is only uh offending people because 
of what they think about me anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because half yeah. of the people that may say something about me on social media now that's not from cold water, just basing it off uh, a dislikeness from someone else, not their own personal viewing of me. A lot of people are led to make them feel like that my approach is wrong. Because I, if anybody who know me around here in this area, all I try to do is help kids. So where is the approach when I don't say or talk like in a language uh, that you don't want to hear? Where's the approach wrong at when I'm still connecting with people? Like that is Matthew the preacher. We're going to be a preacher. He, he's going to reach us, but he reach a certain level of people, right? No, nah, that's facts. And that, that's why mm -hmm. I'm at, like, I'm, I'm not asking all these questions for my own good. I'm asking because I know people have these questions. So he got an audience, a complete audience. Um, yeah, they love what he do and how straightforward and direct he is. But most, I, I bet you the, the majority of those people, they like that because it's somebody else's business. So, right? so, so, so when that, that is on their ass, yeah. then his approach is, is so they, they they, A lot of these people really just want you to highlight. See, that's the thing. Like the approach and how I talk, they want uh, certain results instead of the results. If you get what I'm saying, like yeah. you want to you want to say if I work with this person or Rayshon, you say if this. I don't I don't promise a kid nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing that they do. They promise kids things. I tell kids what they need to work on to be successful and you have opportunities to play at the next level. So where is my approach at with being direct and honest, different than the approach of them lying and, and getting over on kids? What's wrong with their approach? What's the difference between their approach and my approach? Which approach is harming them worse? At the end of the day, long term, which approach? Someone who's lying and getting over on the kid or somebody who's telling the kid and parents the truth from the gate? Yeah. Which approach will help them out in the long run? I, 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 think, it, I think it boils down to, um, first of all, with the parents and the kids is establishing a relationship first. And I think, you know, some, some people in the comments are basically saying that, you know, uh, they know you, uh, they, they, they know of you, they know what you've done in the basketball arena, uh, but just more so guarded because of, you know, because of your approach and not knowing if a relationship can be built um, out of that. Um, I'm go ahead and respond. It just, sound, it just sounds like the approach everybody wants to be treated with a sensitive approach, and man, and for me to go through what I went through, wasn't nobody being sensitive to me when I didn't have nothing. My approach, the one nobody approach was to cater to my feelings when I didn't have nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like. My approach when I approached them kids and I didn't have nowhere to stay and I still I still was coaching them. My approach wasn't to uh, make those kids believe something that wasn't true because my life wasn't going the way I wanted to go. I just feel like quit being so stereotypical of me. Quit judging me until you get until don't just know me until you get a real communication and a real relationship with me on how I do things. Don't talk about the way I do things because it don't fit your stature. 
But I'm pretty sure it's things on TV that you don't like, but you still watch it. So I got I got a follow up to that. Um, and then I think I'm off of it. But I would say when you're talking about comparing the approach, your approach and their approach. So I feel like um, a lot of what we're saying is the same, but it's getting confused because we're combining. Like I guess with, with you at this point, we're talking about your pre-approach. Prior to you getting in the gym, prior to you doing yeah, that's what we're talking about. So people can't get past that part to even know what you're doing. That's, My, their pre-approach, but Matt, their pre-approach to me is based off what they think they know about me, not about what they see action. though online. But but how can you base something off what you see? Like, like you like commercial for uh. What you call it? Um, Do the McDonald burgers look the same way they look on the commercial? Well, well, I, I, I give, I give you a good example. Let me, uh, I give you a good example. Uh, let me give you an example real quick. So when we kicked this show off, uh, even my sister told me, "Oh yeah, I logged in. I thought y'all gonna be on the junk chicken because me, Mac, and Jordan know for making jokes. So our approach, and I mentioned it in a previous, um, previous show, we either." On here to have fun, or we on here about business. It's one of the two, and 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 most of the times it ain't in between. We don't mix 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 and mingle with it until now. So you know, um, our approach now is different from what it was with sticks and stones than what it was before. But we still tie in some of the same stuff. So now we got we got an audience of people who know we're gonna have fun, we're gonna laugh and joke. But now we have the people too that see that we're gonna bring Rayshon on so he can tell his side of the story. So we got a serious yeah. side too. So we kind of shifting our approach on. It's, it's kind of what, we, what we're doing. I totally understand where you're coming from, but I want them to know outside of their feelings being hurt, where is my approach wrong? That's what I want to know. Like, what makes my approach so wrong? So I want I want to I want to ask you something, and I know you you mentioned Coach Dandridge. Um, he came in in ninety what? You said it like was earlier. He said the year after your London won, they won in ninety six. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it would have been like ninety seven, yeah. or follow ninety six. Ninety seven. At that time, you were what? What fifteen? Sixteen. Do you think at that time, as a sixteen year old kid, if Coach Dan- if Coach Dandridge had to come in with the approach that you're using, yeah, I was fifteen. Right now, do you think you would have responded to him the same way that you did? If he was to come and coach. If he, if he would have came in to Coldwater with the same approach that you're using right now, do you back think then. you would have responded to him back then, knowing the knowing the 15 year old Rayshon back then? Do you think uh, he would have responded to that type of approach? Probably would have because at the end of the day, Coldwater was just known for basketball. Like if you went on the Coldwater basketball team at, at in that era of time, like. Man, like you had to do a lot of work to be popular, you know what I'm saying? Like it didn't take much if you was on the team to be known. Like nowadays you can't even recognize, you don't even know people from Coldwater no more. It used to be easy to point out a person from Coldwater. You'd be like, oh, that dude, that's from Coldwater. Can't even do that no more because the approach changed to cater to people. See, the approach, the approaches was like that. Like Coach Dandridge, he just didn't cuss. But Mac, you know his approach was the, the intentions was the same. They were different, but the intentions were the same. He wasn't gonna cater to you, Mac. 
Nah, he wasn't. His approach was direct. He didn't curse, but because he didn't curse, the way he spoke, uh, first, you knew he meant business. You knew what he was about. You knew he wasn't wavering from what his beliefs, his faith, none of that. But um, at the end of the day, even with his approach being direct, it was direct in a way that still wasn't disrespectful or or even viewed as disrespectful. So while did he, you, did he reach did he reach everybody? Did he make everybody happy though? With not, that with that he, nice approach, you're never going to make everybody happy. Um, and I'm not trying to change your approach either. Um, but just answering your question, um, yeah, he didn't reach everybody, but it was direct. But it also, it I don't think you can come. I don't think you could find a person that felt like Coach Dangers disrespected them. Coach Gillespie is a great coach. His approach was totally different. Yeah, like I mean, his approach was a little bit harsher than mine at the moment, right now. I, like I said, ain't no right or wrong. Um, I, I'm just trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying, with how the impact could be multiplied. But you got things in the works to to take it there. So I guess we standing by to see, and, and you know what I'm saying, rooting for you along the way. But like you saying, Coach Coach Gillespie approach was was maybe worse than yours. Um, I'm sure we could find people all over. You know what I'm saying? If if you could find shit on the internet. That's not true, but you can find evidence to back up your statements, even with it not being true. Um, so I think at the end of the day, it's just about a matter of preference, and uh, you got to keep doing your thing how you see fit. So I salute yeah, you for that. Yeah, and and, and to be clear, Rush, I know you and I talked uh, last week. You know, we, we brought you on, man, for you to tell your story, for us, for you to let people understand, versus people bashing you and you having to defend it. And, and and get sidetracked. So we wanted to definitely bring this to where you can show and tell uh, what your approach is. But we, we here on this platform, we're asking questions that people want to know. So I just want to be clear that oh, I'm cool. I, I, I know I'm we put you in the hot seat, but we ain't we, we, we ain't, ain't put we, me we, on no hot seat. Yeah, we yeah, ain't we, put we, me on no hot seat. They can't put me on no hot seat because <laughs> that's just the cold on the West Standards. <laughs> yeah, so you know, but but we we, we asked them. Let me rephrase that. We asked some tough questions, and, and these are some of the questions that, you know, um, just looking from the outside in, some of them that, that we had, you know, you and I talked through some stuff the other day. And then and then also for people to uh, tune in to see and hear from you, you know, directly from the horse's mouth on, on what your approach is. Because I can tell you now, you know, looking through the comments, I've seen four or five parents on here saying that, you know, like Nikita, my cousin, Keela Haywood, said that, uh, look, a Williams now. That you know they got two sons playing for Nova, and if, if they screwing up, you know they ain't got a problem with the coach cussing, cussing them, getting their ass because when they get home they're gonna do the same thing. You know, um, I saw uh, Nikki say that you know the parents are part of the problem in some cases, so it's not a right or wrong. In, in my opinion, it's different ways. You got different type of coaches. If all the coaches were the same, you have the same team across the country. And Mac, 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 I want, I want to uh, see if you remember something. You remember one time. Uh, you was posting your your baby trying uh playing basketball way back. Yeah, what I do? I reached out to you and said, "Hey man, I got a DVD of a college workout. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if your girl's serious, I, I'm gonna send it to you, right? Yeah, you send it to me in Hawaii. Thank you. My thing is that's who I am, but see, they don't see that, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I I agree. They don't. This that's what we trying to get them to see. I'm my my goal and, and our goal is to tell your side of the story, but also get them to see past what they're seeing on social media because everything that they're seeing on social media is only the critiques and only only what you're bringing via social media. They're not seeing the with the goals you're helping these kids reach. They're not seeing how you are helping these kids get better. The work is being done. You got people to come on to explain that. But of course, everybody like people are gonna uh gravitate to the negative. So they're not seeing the interviews you're doing with the kids that you actually help. Um yeah, so they ain't seeing that time. It is yeah, I I think you know to piggyback off Mac, it's it's just about balance, right? So it's like you know, you're a barber, you know, daily, right? But if Somebody only posted, you know, a, a, a bad haircut when you did a bad haircut, right? Like, you wouldn't get any traction from that. But if you put chopping guys up, they getting out of the chair, they leaving out, saying, "Boom," you know, like it would be, it would be like only you posting. Your, you wouldn't only post your bad haircuts. And I'm I not. Saying, even, I don't even. I don't even post haircuts. Yeah, I, and I understand that. What I'm saying is, like, it would be like you only posting. Your bad work, but but what I'm saying, no, I'm not. What I'm posting, what I be posting, not bad work. But why should I have to go the? Just because you're going to think this about me, I got to show you everything I'm doing to make you think a certain no, way. No, I'm, I'm I'm saying that their first word. I ain't I, saying you. I'm just general. saying. I'm saying the, the the to balance it out to show that you know, yeah, this is why I have this type of approach. These are the results that I'm getting from these kids because you and, and they're showing you in action maybe in the gym maybe you you know maybe you could hire the camera guy to come and view uh or, or, or film your one of your practices or one of your workouts to see that it's engagement it's not just negative uh going on because that's what you know a lot of people in the comments are saying that based off of what you post on social media they feel like it's just a it's a negative approach, and we know that that's not the case. But and you know, and if you know, and you know what, I'm a firm believer. Like I'm a hold every man to their word. You know what I'm saying? You tell me something, it could be a lie. I'm gonna believe it until I figure out otherwise. But what if I done sat up here and told you on this interview where my heart is at? What yeah. I do for kids? And you don't accept it, you don't want to believe me anyway. You don't want to believe me anyway. I can show you videos. I can show you me working with kids, but I shouldn't have to go through that. I shouldn't have to go through showing showing kids work out in my garage. I shouldn't have to go through showing kids going through my garage working out. I shouldn't have to keep doing this because this is what I do on a consistent basis. This is not nothing that I do to sit up here to get through my time. I mean business. So me showing you what I do after I done told you, I'm doing too damn much. Because, Mac, you can tell me that, hey, Ray, I'm going to do this. I'm a goddamn believe it. You know what I'm saying? Until you show me otherwise. Where have I showed them otherwise that I ain't helping kids? 
Yeah. Where? They can't show you where I'm not. If I tell you that I'm helping, they can't show you that I'm not. But you can you can say what you want to say about me because that's your your view and your intake of me due to somebody else's feelings about me. But I done been through so much, y'all feelings and opinion don't even matter to me when I'm doing things for the right reason. Yeah. So is, is the end goal to possibly coach high school at some point? I or? found out the high school system is not for me. Gotcha. High school system is, is, is made, especially where we was from, they were rent by families and, and, and uh, popularities or whatever, whatnot. They're not ran by the faculty. They're ran by the town of Coldwater and, and families. Like, high school system is not made for me, and it's pretty much like that all over Mississippi because they're not – this generation is not going to let you do it the way that's truly going to impact them and get them locked in and engaged to it. It'll be too much. It'll be like you're, you're hurting the kids because I don't think nobody could train the way that Coach Danger trained us right now did today. If, if he was still working kids out and, and coaching there, uh, probably so. But if he just popped back up there, it'll be a huge adjustment and a huge awakening call for these kids. We not we got to stop giving out breaks to these kids. We got to stop creating a shortcut and keep letting them take the long way. All we're doing is creating shortcuts and worried about their feelings. And then when they get out there and play bad, you still doing good. No, you're not. Like chill out, bro. I don't think that's the reality of it, dog. I, I mean, not, hold on, but I'm not saying some people giving out participation trophies, trophies. Some people not bringing honesty when they're coaching and giving kids actual critiques. But that's not everybody for sure. So I got to quit. Can't frame it like it's everybody. I got a question. Okay. I got it. All answer. right. What, I, what I've been hearing about, just say Coldwater Girls, they've been scoring like five, six points, maybe eight points in the game. Rayshon comes and see them play. And what Rayshon is doing now is evaluating, right? So I come see Coldwater Girls play. What do I supposed to make positive out of a team, not just Coldwater, any team, scoring seven or eight points in a game. Like, how do I supposed to, if I'm doing what I'm doing, butter that up, change my approach? I don't think nobody asking you to butter it up, dog. I, I think is you missing at least what I'm saying. I don't think nobody asking you to butter it up. Um, Like, the truth just be, can be delivered different, that's all. It don't yeah. have to be a lie for it to be, like, it don't, it don't have to be uh, harsh for it to be true. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's just the reality of it. Like I said, when it comes to parenting, I could I can deal with Jayla a certain way, but then when I talk to Leela, I gotta change my approach because they're not gonna receive it the same way. Like Leela is extremely uh, emotional sometimes, so I can't deliver her the same. I can't deliver her that package the same way. I'm gonna give it to Jayla or Raylan because she's gonna she's not gonna uh, receive it. She's not gonna be receptive to it at all. She's gonna break down. So I'm gonna ask you this thing with coaching and, and a lot of other things um that requires you to to reach people. 
um or, or leadership in general like you said being in the army me being in the leader in the army i've been in damn near 20 years i cannot talk to every soldier the same way uh, some of them i'm on their ass some of them i gotta pull to the side some of them i gotta talk to like i'm from the hood because i'm from the hood and they from the hood uh but somebody might be from new hampshire and i gotta change my approach up to reach them because they don't understand when i talk like i'm from the hood from what you're hearing and from what you're seeing Matt, what if if it was anything that you wanted me to change in my approach, what would it be, and how would you want me to do it? From what, from what I'm seeing, uh, first again, like I said, it's not. I don't know your approach to coaching because I'm not seeing you coach, or I'm not seeing you train. I'm seeing your live critiques online. In his heart, you might not even be delivering it that way. So um the harsh critiques might not be for the public. It might be for the players in private. It might be for the parents in private. But I also we also spoke early in the show about what you have coming. And so that might shed a different light on the way things are. But we don't have that yet. The public don't have that yet. All we got is, is what we see now. And so my approach would be uh or or i would just say you you can't not you can't but just the the, the delivery online to the public is what makes the public form these opinions so the delivery that that i've given give me one example of what i said that 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 was i should have just shouldn't have said it I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm tag you in it when I find it on Facebook. Okay. So, so, so now I'm being straight up because I, I wanna I wanna get a good example and I wanna I want people that's watching this to be able to come in and on it too, um, to see what their take is, because it like I said, it ain't it ain't well you know we know it's, a, it it's, no a, it's one, one of my one of my one a parent of of matter of fact the parent of the the fifth and uh seventh grader home. I want y'all to ask her how does she feel about my approach. Sorry, if you can answer that, uh, Miss Holmes, let them know how you feel about my approach. Because she commented a few seconds ago, y'all pulled it up, Crystal Holmes. But I see, I see, I see that right. I see that comment. I agree with that comment. And and what I don't think anybody on here is saying lie to their kids. I don't think anybody on here is saying. Uh, don't give their don't be honest with their kids. We need like a lot of these parents are looking for help, but they can't even get the help because they can't get past what they see online to even get the help. And that child may actually need what you're offering. You may be able to reach that child. You may be able to deliver them something. Um, my, my kids in the background sound like they fighting in there. But anyway, you you may be able to to reach somebody that you don't even know yet. They may help you and you may help them, but they can't get to you because of all they have is, is what they're saying on seeing on social media. Okay. And a better way to, to contact me is to call me because that person, Amber, I asked her to call me. She never called, but basically, they don't want to call you though because of what they're seeing. So that's what I'm saying. Like if I see a commercial and it's trash, I don't want to, I'm not going to the restaurant because the commercial trash. They don't have what I don't think they have what I'm offering. Now, 
Eric probably went, didn't see the commercial. He went to the restaurant anyway. He ordered, he told me it was fire. Now I'm gonna go try it because he told me it was fire. But I seen the commercial and I didn't go there because I ain't like the commercial. I ain't like the way they were treating people on the commercial. The first the first impression, and so that's what we're trying to get past. That first impression. You mentioned McDonald's Burger King earlier, you know, and, and, and I'm I'm gonna take it a step further and then we can we can jump off it in a second. But uh I, I've managed people, man, in Mississippi, in Memphis, in New Orleans, Senatobia, Jackson, Mississippi. You know what's the same? The same is the people. What, what's different is the attitudes, the way they take criticism, the way they take positive feedback and negative feedback. When I was working down in New Orleans, I'll be honest with you, I took a gun to work every day. But because because the people that I was I was managing, you know, not that I fear Damn. Them, but but when when I'm when I'm working when I'm working downtown. And the people that I'm managing are from Night Ward. You know, they, they used to seeing people drive by and gunshots and all that. But you know the difference was? I was able to manage them and change my approach when I went to New Orleans, not because I wanted to, but because in order to reach them, I had to. When they came to work, man, believe it or not, my approach didn't, didn't change for the worse. My approach changed for the better with them because when they came to work, they enjoyed coming to work, man. And, and and they saw they saw and I'm comparing it you know example one one girl her sister got killed in the drive by and I had like six people reporting to me the the empathy that I showed her and not not publicizing but pulling her to the side showing her that I cared you know when I got on her ass every day about not doing a job she appreciated that but and you know what they did she took that to the other people saying Eric cool Eric cool you know what I'm saying so similar to what you said about the girls and them liking you when you was at Independence. All we saying is, don't lose, don't lose sight of that. In your I'm approach. not because my approach wasn't to baby them when I was out there independence. My approach is not to cater to anyone's needs because at the end of the day, like y'all said, I'm not. Even if my approach was the way that they want to, they can give me but like I don't even want to come here no more. So which, which is damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like what. What I'm hearing is, is cold water people talking. They want me to uh, change my approach to cater to them when none of them helped me do doing nothing through my struggles. So why is your approach for me all of a sudden a big opinion or what I need to do? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, the people that, that helped me through, through my life using basketball, those are the people that gets the utmost respect. Can't nobody tell me I, uh, I'm not not saying you, Mac, because you know I have a cool relationship with you. But can't nobody else in cold water that really don't know me tell me on why they ain't deal with me or what approach I need to do? They really can just kiss what the sun love because at the end of the day, I got through all of these problems without their help and my approach has helped put over 50 to 60 kids in school. My approach has helped me develop a relationship with people that you wouldn't think that I have relationship with. My approach has made me a better person. Just I'm not stuck in cold water no more. And that's what some of these folks need to realize. Their mind are so small and so locked in a box and think things are supposed to go their way. It's a different world out here. And Rayshon is living in it. I may not have everything that I want. But when it comes to this game of basketball, bro, I got exactly what I need. 
And so don't, 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 I'm not catering to nobody in cold water. Keep doing it the same way you're doing. When the last time cold water had a successful season in basketball? Like, these people are coming at me, man. All right, man. All right, man. All right, man. On the West Standards in Statue. Come on, man. Chill out, bro. I feel you, dog. You don't want to change your approach and shit. That's your per- that's your prerogative. Um, you you helping people? I see people in the comments. Um, I'm pretty sure they tune in because of you and what you shared. Um, and so there is positive feedback. Um, so continue, I guess, to build and get that positive feedback. And uh. You know what I'm saying? Everybody route not the same. Every road not the same. Everybody don't take the same route. So when we see what you got coming, we see the lives that you impact. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying, the road still lead to the top. And you can still uh, reach these kids um, in, in different ways than, than what's being shown online. Man, all I can do is encourage you to keep going to who you're going to, Amber. I can't, I can't help everybody. Man, more power to them. Wish them nothing but the best. Because at the end of the day, what he do is not going to stop the way I do things. Like, I have a, a group of kids that I'm working with, and I think they're satisfied with the way that I approach things. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, I just, that's why I show y'all what I want to see. Won't want them to see, because cold water people don't always have a stigma of who you are anyway. You know what I'm saying? Who who you are. They don't, they don't, they don't sense change, and they don't, uh, uh, they don't accept change on anybody with it. I don't think that's I, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it ain't everybody because I'm from Coldwater. It definitely ain't everybody. But but I do remember long ago, uh, Coach Danger said on many occasions you got that cold water mentality. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was. I mean, he probably said that every day for for people that couldn't see past cold water. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying, but I don't, I don't think that's everybody's uh, approach. I, I also don't think everybody want. I don't think people want to see you fail um, or not reach the people that you got the potential to reach. Um, but yeah. hey, you got right now, you got our longest episode out by an hour and damn near 10 minutes. So we got to wrap this joint up. <laughs> um, yeah. But we appreciate you coming on. I appreciate uh, y'all. Appreciate yeah, what you're doing, dog. And, and hopefully. And appreciate all the viewers too, because they on here to hear what you had to say. And we had 59, 60, knocking like 60 viewers. So, you know. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, just, just keep going, dog. Keep impacting lives. Keep, keep affecting positive change, man. And uh, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully, it continue to work out. I don't know if you got no new, no new clients based on this episode. I'm keeping a hundred. Which I don't know if you got no new clients based on this. But hey, hey, I, you I know, know what? You, you gonna keep doing what you're doing, my boy. I bet you. I bet you. I pick up one or two. Hey, hey, please let me know when you. I hope you do, dog. Hey, and like good. I said, we want to see you keep. Keep working, man. But I also, I also don't want to see people from where we from have some negative to say about what you're doing when you actually reaching people and doing things. But they don't have that to go off of. Yeah. So whatever you got coming, whatever you got in the works, when when, so, when that get popping, make sure you uh should probably come back on and talk about that too, so that we can show them that as well and not just what they seeing you post on Facebook. No doubt, no doubt. That's not a problem. That's Thank not you. a problem. I think Winston Knox asked earlier. Um, if you had ever considered doing a camp, um, and maybe possible, maybe that's something we, you know, you could possibly go back to Coldwater 
and yeah, I'm just and I like stuff like that. I'm trying to do, but I'm trying to set it up to where kids won't have to pay anything. And like, if I just do a cap like that, I really want to do it for the for the younger kids, like like first through fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like to just you, you know, what I think it's a good idea, man. I think a good idea is for you to find some days or a week next summer, and the viewers we got on here, the ones that they. You say not quote unquote sensitive. Get word of mouth. Get your camp set up, <clears throat> and you know we can probably you know help you raise some funds for what it's gonna cost. You know on this platform, it's where you can run your camp, and we go from there. And then we follow up. That's not a problem. I appreciate that. I'm gonna hold y'all to that. Once I get things together, I'm gonna hold y'all to that. Now, cold water. Don't y'all be acting no fool and acting like I can't get access to the gym when y'all see that it's people willing to help too outside of me. This ain't just Rayshon. That's what I want cold water to understand. Yeah. And come there with an open mind, not a closed mind, and we're going to make it happen. Hey, say, that, say that for next summer, man. Hey, <laughs> look, before we wait till they get there, hey, look, when we bring you back on to, to raise the money for the count, we're going to have to down. I'm going to have to mute your mic to get them there. <laughs> <laughs> to goddamn get the count started. <laughs> And then we're gonna let you talk. <laughs> okay. Hey, but look, before we get out of here, top five girls and boys basketball players of all time out of COVID. Hey, hey, hold up, before you do that, Jordan, before you do that, Ray Sean, when you uh, call these names, don't get no explanation. We're gonna let the people in the comments come in after this and, and give their opinion after your top five for each, each one. So, top uh, five. who y'all want me to start with first? Since you normally girls. do girls, let's do top five girls of all time. Uh, top five girls, you automatically know uh, who top two Yolanda Reed, Geronte uh, Clemens, uh, Mason McAdory, uh, uh, Murphy. I'll be, biased I'll be biased now. Charlene Murphy. And Ashley Daniels, top five cold water girls. Okay. okay. I rock with it. Top five uh cold water boys. I go champ. Uh who's champ? Let the people know who champ is. Keith, Keith Williams, I think that was his name. That was Quail no Quail Uncle, I think. All right. I seen that man break his shooting hand and go out there and score 35 with his off hand with a cast on. Uh, Pookie Hound, Lee Thomas. Uh, uh, I will go. See, when you get with these boys, there's just so much talent. Uh, I go Robin Stood. A lot of folks don't know who Stood was back in the day. I don't know who that is. Robin Stud. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Stud. Stud could go. Stud could go. Uh, Matt, I want to say somebody on y'all team, but I have it. Mario, 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 top five. Mario, uh, Mario Allen. Big smile, yeah, big smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice, the Beetlejuice looking at the phone. Yeah, big smile. He always checking me, so I got to get him. He always checking me. Mario, uh, what's that? Man, I want to say Mon, but I never seen Mon play but like three times, but all three times that I've seen him play, he went to work, but that's what I would say. Uh, 
I know a lot of folks are probably looking for certain names, and I I, I can tell you why to say certain names. Let, if there's anybody named that's left off, let me, I'll tell you why I left them off. Let me get that opinion. Yeah, mom's mom smooth though. But uh y'all, man, we appreciate it, Rayshawn. We all got kids to attend to. It's, it's been a long day. Man, we definitely appreciate it. Uh appreciate oh, yeah. the comments, everybody. Um uh, with that, let's wrap it up. I should have put me in that top five. <laughs> winner on the West Standards. <laughs> All right, man. We gone, man. All right, bitch. Right, 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 right. next week, bro. All right. All right. <sighs> All right.